Well, good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, everywhere, across the country, across the world, because we are a global podcast. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast and Show. I'm here with Caitlin Green and, of course, our engineer, Adam Karsh. Two of those guys are in Toronto. I'm in Calgary. There's a billion mosquitoes here. I am inside fighting for my life. That's all I can tell you. Um, I don't know what it's like where you are, but there's a there's mosquitoes here. It's been an unprecedented mosquito thing going on. And I'm telling you, if you walk out the door, you have and I'm not exaggerating, like 40 mosquitoes on my body. Oh, God. Is this because of like climate change? Okay, let's blame climate change and then let's blame Trudeau because that seems to be like the thing to do. Anyway, it's it's annoying. I know there's bigger problems in the world, but um, hopefully they will uh, figure themselves out. But the city of Calgary is having a huge problem. People are complaining like crazy. Um, I don't know. I've I've been given so many like recommendations of what to do. Take vitamin B one. So I started taking that. I know. I don't know what vitamin B one <laughs> does. Someone can write us and tell us. But um, it's just it's the one thing. And and I'm really an unbothered person. But it's the one thing that really really sets me off is mosquitoes buzzing by my ear, having them in my bedroom at night. I mean, one mosquito can be so. It can permeate every cell, bone, fiber of your body when the lights go out and you f- hear that mosquito near your head. I know that sound. I know what you mean. Yeah, I find that the like the combination of bugs in the summertime in Canada tends to kind of dampen your spirits for outdoor dining, especially. We did a whole conversation on the morning show about do you actually enjoy outdoor dining. And a lot of people kind of chimed in saying that they didn't, that they preferred even in the nice weather to be indoors because wasps, mosquitoes, noise, like all this stuff. And they just get hot and sweaty. If you can't get under an umbrella, you find yourself like sweating through your entire meal. So I don't know, are you an outdoor diner or do you feel like you'd rather just be inside even when it's summer? Yeah, I do love outdoor dining, but you know, inevitably, certainly here where I am in Southern Alberta, I'm just 25 minutes west of Calgary. My friends and I always start out at my my table, my picnic table. And um, we go in because there's usually three wasps that are trying to eat your Beyond Meat burger or get on your corn or whatever. <laughs> they're just, they're there and everyone's afraid of them. And I'm like, don't move, don't move, don't swat at it. Don't try and hit it. Uh, so we just move inside. So between the wasps, I was at a place like a few days ago, getting my car washed as you do when it's finally summertime here in Canada, you finally pull the trigger on the $89 in indoor, outdoor car wash. Yeah. (laughs) Interior, interior, exterior. I can't even talk today. I know what you mean. And, um, I was sitting there and dangling by my head as I turned to my left, was and I took a picture of it and put it on social media because I thought it was so cruel, was three bags that are hornet wasp traps filled with wasps buzzing around these bags. So it attracted the wasps to come in through this little valve and then they can't get back out. Gotcha. And so I'm sitting there going, I'm glad I'm not dining out because if I was looking over my shoulder 
at three bags full of dying wasps buzzing around. It, it really is a dilemma. I think, you know, whenever I've been to LA or, you know, Palm Springs over the years, California, even Florida, I was down there several years ago with friends eating outside was such a pleasure. And I don't know what they do, but there's no bugs. I don't yeah. know if they spray every the hell out of everything that, that, you know, that there's nothing alive. Yeah, I don't know. I feel as though it's just seasonal because like here, I mean, here in Toronto, at least so far this year, fingers crossed, can't speak to cottage country, but it hasn't been crazy. So I saw you tweet that you had a mosquito bite between your toes. <laughs> I was yes. like, that's not happening or at least here when I'm like dining out, but maybe the city's pollution is so crazy that it keeps the mosquitoes away or maybe they just can't afford to live here. Well, having a mosquito bite between your toes, you might as well have it on. I'm very sorry. Welcome to live podcasting. I have, I have someone here fixing my, <laughs> I have someone here fixing my water tank and Poppy, I'm telling you right now. I'm just, I, I, I doesn't Poppy know we're recording. Poppy doesn't understand. He has been, uh, he has been just uh, a little monkey today. He really has. Like he's just been, he's, he's more Yorkie than Morky. Mm -hmm. And I wish you were more Morky than Yorkie. Anyway. Explain um, a Morky. Well, a Morky is Maltese and a Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, it okay, is. Okay. And you can get varying degrees of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, Mitty, for example. Oh my God. Mitty, for example, was more Morky, more Maltese than Yorkshire Terrier. He is more Yorkshire Terrier. Uh, okay. Oh my God. As you <laughs> should we maybe we pause it for one second? Sure, whatever you'd like. Hello, we're we're back. We took a, a little bit of a respite to uh, stop the dog from barking. So now he's got a squeaky toy. That might be a whole other new thing. I'm trying to get him onto a uh, bully oh, stick. Oh, is a bull penis. Apparently, a bully <laughs> stick. I just found this out. Um, I thought a bully stick. I'm vegan. My dog is not vegan. So for anyone that wants to write in and say, so you give your dog stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I do. It's my dog. And right. Anyhow. Um, so I have, I bought, I was reading something about, sorry, we're moving from mosquitoes now onto bull penises, uh, <laughs> bully, sticks, bully sticks, which was a very healthy alternative to rawhide. So I was online thinking, don't give your dog rawhide. A lot of dogs have problems, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, not doing that. Then they're like, try bully sticks and a bully stick is, a, and I don't know why the first three words weren't bull penis for your dog. Okay. That's five words. So uh, when I found this out, Chris, my road manager told me that he goes, you know what that is, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a bully stick. He said, it's the wiener of a bull. I was so mortified that I can't even tell you. Oh. And this is a dog that eats this thing and then kisses my face. Oh, no wonder they don't name it what it actually is. Nobody would buy it. It's disgusting. No. Like, Bully I'm appalled stick. that that even exists. <laughs> well, wait till you get a dog, Caitlin. You and no Kyle chance. There's no chance. Well, I just... <laughs> I, but, I mean, I think there's a lot of products. I mean, you, you see all sorts of horrific things that 
you know, people are buying for their pets and you oh, do yeah. it's every kind of animal part in the sun. And I don't buy them because it is a pig's ear or a, a pig's uh, hoof or kneecap or, you know, I've been into pet stores where they have like a, they have a long line of, of like bulk bins that are just filled with animal dehydrated animal parts. So when I saw these stick things, bully stick, I guess I was, I don't know, manipulated into. <laughs> well, you didn't know. You were like, oh, cute, a bully stick. It sounds kind of adorable. And then you realize later that it's not <laughs> so adorable. I also find that those things always, when I had a dog before, I remember somebody gave her a pig's ear and they were like, she is going to love this thing. And it was really smelly. And oh. It, oh. The smell, the smell of this thing, which makes perfect sense, is so hideous. (laughs) And now I'm just thinking of this dog kissing my face. Anyway, (laughs) needless to say, the last bully stick that he will be ingesting and the whole I take it away from him. I went online and it said, don't if you have a little dog, literally when it gets down to four inches. Um, you have to I, throw it away. I honestly so, can't. I can't. But you know how long they, this, this is how long they are. And I know if you oh just tuned in, you know, you might want to, <laughs> should we have some kind of a, a disclaimer? So <laughs> when you buy these things, you can buy them. Some of them are three feet long. Really? So I'm not, I'm really having, I've had a difficult, I'm glad we're talking about this because I've had a very difficult time trying to figure out the logistics of how this works. And if it is just a tendon that goes far back inside of the animal's body, because the ones that I have, that I did buy for Poppy were like a foot long, 12 inches long, but there are ones in, in containers that can, they look like they're umbrella racks that are three feet long. I'm not, I would go, I would oh, Google God. this to find out, but the FBI agent who was monitoring my phone would be appalled. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to do it. I can't handle it. We're off to a great start. It's, you know, mosquitoes and Dan a bag Arden of ground wasps. Hey, yeah. But uh, I've had mosquito bites literally on my vagina before. And I, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I don't know how, but, you know, just sitting on a chair and like, like, right. Like on the inner side of your leg, I've had mosquito bites. I've literally gone. Oh my God. I have a mosquito bite on my lady parts. I think they're more attracted to some people. I don't know if this is like a blood type thing or not, but I do feel like they don't care for me that much. And they're very attracted to my husband because he just was recently on a golf trip in Cape Breton. And when he came back, it looked like he had been dragged through shrapnel. He was just completely torn. Black flies or mosquitoes? It was a combination of everything. And he has kind of an allergic reaction to stuff. And so he came in and he had been FaceTiming with me from the golf course and he was complaining about the bugs, but I honestly didn't believe it until I saw what he looked like. And he looked like he was in the swamps of Vietnam. I mean, it was crazy. And his golfing partner was the same. So I think that it's just certain blood types. I mean, maybe I'm just like a sour Irish person who they have no interest in. Um, but I, I tend to get off kind of easy. So, you know, and there's a lot of stuff we have to wrap. We're going to come back. We have lots to talk about today. There was things that we were supposed to talk about last week, which is how people met. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I do want to get to that. Um, 
Jan Arden Podcast. I'm here with Caitlin Green. Adam is here as always. And don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Jan Arden Podcast. I just want to say that we have a we have someone with us today. I don't know whether I was supposed to say this or not, but I'm going to. Um, just our friend Sarah Burke is here. And she what's just, going on? Well, she just she's popped in. Sarah is probably going to be doing some stuff with us at some point. And um, we just wanted her. This is what's happened. I said, you know, Sarah, why don't you pop in on the podcast and just get a sense of kind of what me and Caitlin and Adam do on an average day. And, and you can kind of just prep yourself as we move forward into, you know, the fun times ahead. And what happens is I talk about being bit in my lady bits and, and bull penises. So welcome to the show. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to have you along uh, this fall. And, and please don't judge us on this show, Sarah. I hope you've heard other episodes. Usually we are very, very... Um, Above board, is that fair to say? <laughs> above no. the belt i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know how i would describe our show loose to the point of sometimes we wind up talking about bull penises so <laughs> you never know where the road will take us i have one mosquito contribution that may be helpful here um i saw a woman on a like um almost like a cheese grater using irish spring and just putting it around the area they were sitting having dinner and apparently that keeps everything at bay if you live in cottage country. So I might try that this weekend. I've been getting some amazing suggestions. So, you know, I didn't plan on talking about this today, but this is how this show goes. So this woman's like, do you have, and this is on Twitter, do you, and on, a, on a DM, do you have a power washer? And I said, yes, I do. I just bought a new one from Canadian Tire. I love Canadian Tire. No secret there. Feel free to sponsor us, Canadian Tire. She goes, well, my husband and I discovered this a few years ago, and he loves using the uh, power washer. Put uh, Avon Skin So Soft in the little thing that normally has the soap. And mine does that. It, there's a, an attachment that you can, if you're doing your car, your deck, there's a little soap attachment on this thing. She goes, put it in there and then just go around your wherever your patio or wherever you want and just spray Skin So Soft into the tree. So I have deeply considered that. Uh, there's something called a thermocell that is oh, supposed yeah. to be absolutely dynamite. We have that. Does it work, Adam? Yes, it actually does. We have that. It's a little thing and you put a cartridge in and it's battery operated and it it actually works. And my friend has one too. And we were in his backyard. No mosquito. We, their mosquitoes were out. He fired it up. No bites, nothing battery operated like what does it do send out bad music there, what, what no, does it do <laughs> no there's like a cartridge that emits a something and it's filtered through another sheet that you have to replace and what I, i'm it's not gonna be sure rick astley yeah, no there's no music but it looks like a little lantern and it, really, <laughs> it totally works <laughs> That would, that would, I, I actually have always really loved that song. Well, I, I do thank people for their suggestions because whenever I put anything out to the internet, people do come back, you know, gangbusters and stuff to do. Someone said to me, you know, if you have, I forget what kind of cream it was. I want to say Noxzema. Sorry, Noxzema. But this woman was like, oh, mosquitoes hate Noxzema. I'm like, well, most people hate Noxzema. <laughs> smell very good. And 
it, it is not, my mom used to use that when I was a kid and it is still around. If you go into shoppers or drugstores, Noxzema on the shelf, anyway, you're supposed to dilute it. One part Noxzema, two parts water. I can't even fathom doing that. And just, you know, voluntarily wiping this stuff on your body to keep mosquitoes away, but you'll also keep human beings at bay as well. And you will never be touched or caressed again um, by anybody, by a human, if you do that version. So thank you for that, but I don't think I'll be doing that one. Anyhow, uh, it's not fun. I, I have a very adverse reaction to mosquito bites. I get really red round circles. It looks like I've been used for dartboard practice and that I've been a goalie for a dartboard team somewhere in the UK or in Wales, but it's just, I cannot wait for the next three weeks to go by. I just can't stop thinking about the phrase that Noxima had back in the day, which was Noxima girls get noticed. Do you remember that? Yes. yes. I do. And I always remember thinking that the reason why Noxima girls get noticed is because they're radiating the smell of a hospital. What? Like nothing it smells medical. Smells like that. Nothing, no, nothing does. Nothing smells like Noxima. I don't mind Avon skin so soft. And I remember mom doing that. She did slather that on our bodies. But, you know, you have that combination. Then you have your SPF. 50 that I always put on when I go out. Um, like really uh, there's nowhere I can go. I can't be around people. No, if I'm... I, if I use all the stuff, I don't know what the B1, the, the vitamin B1 does. I need to actually look into that. Here's me. I just start popping it into my head five days ago, <laughs> but 10 people recommended it on Twitter. And as you know, Twitter is very medical. They're very known for their medical solutions. You know, everybody knows that ivermectin was the way to go during COVID. Yeah, right. horse goo. That was apparently the cure all along. When somebody told me B1, I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even question it. I started eating it. <laughs> I'm thinking of you and your cool new smells. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. There were so many great things that we wanted to talk about last time. And I think we're going to leave the mosquitoes behind right now because we've got a few minutes left in this segment. And we're going to move on to something that I can kind of relate to is Beyonce, because <laughs> I've been compared to her so much um, over the years. Uh, she does background checks for collaborators. Really? Yeah, oh, I did saw you do that. a background check on me? We <laughs> have had you thoroughly checked out by a private eye. Oh, thank God. Uh, okay. Sarah. There's a couple of parking tickets that you need to really address. But other than that, you, you've you got a really clean bill of health. Some of your outfits are questionable, but you know what? You're fine. <laughs> relieved. Relieved. So, Caitlin, she brought this story in, but go ahead, Caitlin. It was something about like the New York Post reported this, that she basically really checks people for the Me Too kind of stuff anything like that. She really has them checked out. I don't know if it's, is it writing songs with people or what's it for Caitlin? Yeah, she really, she just doesn't want to be surprised about any of her collaborators after right. the fact that they wind up having, you know, cause you think about all of these producers, these like maligned producers over the years. And I think the music industry still is one of these outlying places where me too never really like never really kicked in like the same way that it did with actors and stuff in Hollywood. And you still had all the Dr. Luke and like all that unresolved stuff. So as someone who takes her business seriously and optically, like she manages her image to uh, like the nth degree. 
So she's just thinking to herself, well, you know what? I'm not going to have this producer who I find out was taking advantage of young artists back in the day, collaborate on singles with me. And then I'm dragged into the mud. And I mean, good for her. Cause like, who wants that? It feels like it's the type of due diligence that lots of major artists should be doing now. Cause that Dr. Luke thing, you're thinking, you think you're doing a single with like a reasonable, decent person. And then that pops up and just why bother? Yeah, well, I mean, there's one song that we all know, that Drunken Love song. Apparently, the producer or one of the producers uh, was accused of sexual assault. So that was after the fact. Maybe that's what triggered the whole thing yeah. is after that happened. And But I, but I even know with writing the Jan show uh, that there was, there was background checks done on, on writers. You just kind of do your due diligence with social media, uh, with all those platforms because there's a lot of stuff you can find out there as well but I don't think that's solely in the entertainment business I would imagine now with what's going on in broadcasting and in media that people would be much more closely scrutinized don't you agree Mm -hmm. yeah you would certainly hope so and especially because you realize that lots of employers are it's like this is just going to come back and bite you in the butt later because nothing now is going to stay underground forever I mean some things do but uh, I do feel like, why not? Especially if you're Beyonce. You're like, I am a relatively scandal-free person. And so mm-hmm. why am I <laughs> going to walk face first into the hornet's nest of someone else's past issues? Well, and then again, you kind of wade slowly into that cancel culture realm. And none of us are... Anyway, he's giving me the wind-up. We're, 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 not, we're not exempt of making mistakes and making missteps. So I, I want to go on the record as saying that none of us are perfect, but I think where do you draw that line? You're listening to the Jan Arden podcast. I'm here with Caitlin and Adam. Sarah Burke is along today too. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Jan Arden podcast. We're so glad to be back because last week we weren't able to record. I know it was a mess last week. It was, you know, so, so Rogers went down, there's a lot going on, but it was so funny when Caitlin and I and Adam were trying to figure out how can we do this? And I'm like, well, I'll go here and we can go. I know a friend of mine that's on this network and blah, blah, blah. And, and then Adam's like, I can drive to my parents' house because they're on something different. It was such a debacle, but the frightening part is that one carrier could do wreak such havoc in a country with banking. Um, I happened to be, you know, someplace where I couldn't even pay for my parking. I couldn't get my car out of the parking lot. Right. Because, and I couldn't figure out why I was saying to Caitlin, I can't get out of here till like 2 PM. But then I realized they were all waiting for something to happen so that you, your ticket could go in. I don't even know what happened, but a parkade, a random parkade in downtown Calgary, I couldn't get out of because of Rogers. Yeah, let alone like customs and borders, let alone 911, let alone like hospitals, like all these things. This is the problem. And if you if you think this is bad, don't look too closely at our grocery chains. So I just feel like you can't have, you know, this type of a monopoly going on forever in perpetuity without acknowledging that this type of stuff's going to happen. And if everyone's cool with it, then, hey, guess we're still going to continue on down that road. But it was such a hot mess. And then the government announced, I think they said they were like, we are going to demand that these companies work together in the event that there's an outage again. So I was like, so you're going to have like 
so Bell and like other like you know providers are going to have to pick up the slack if if Rogers has an outage and I don't know skeptical me was like I feel like somehow there's going to be some sort of new financial initiative that the government puts the bill on aka taxpayers where it's like we're going to upgrade <laughs> our infrastructure so this never happens again and you're going to pay for it like right. I think that's the best case scenario well there's also the whole um problem of how expensive it is Caitlin Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so unbelievably expensive to have any provider. Really, I think bottom line, you'll probably be paying $80 on a really cheap package with data and stuff. That that's I think cheap. that's at the lower end. Yeah. I mean, it's cheaper. I probably pay 150 bucks a month mm-hmm. for stuff. And uh, I, I know we've talked about this before at my house here. I used to be on something else, but because I live in the country, I'm now on the Elon Musk Starlink internet. So when Rogers went down, I didn't have any problems here in the house. I was like, yes, thank you, Elon. You're a, not a, <laughs> the greatest person in the world, but uh, I do like Starlink because I was up and running. I was getting my texts. I was, being, I was able to do everything, but I couldn't communicate with anybody right. because- they were all on Rogers. So it didn't really help me. And I didn't really know of any other Starlink users no. that I could have hooked up with because that would have <laughs> been terrible. Very elite. I only there. know one other person who actually has Starlink and they're in a remote kind of underserved location as well. Yeah. And so they're at a cottage in the middle of kind of a national park. And so they set up Starlink. They love it. So oh. I don't know. You guys are living in the future. It is fantastic. I'm envious. I cannot say enough about it. It is one seventy nine a month. Oh. So between my cell phone, I'm doing almost four hundred dollars a month just to talk to people on my phone and to have internet in my remote rural area. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's part of being in the real world. There's no hardwired stuff out here, um, and everyone around me is always saying, "Oh, we were on this. We hate it. We can't." You know, I'd be watching something and it would just drop out. I would literally get that spinning thing. Yeah. And between that and the mosquito bites, I was very close to to actually moving to a bigger center like Lethbridge. I was just going to pack it up and move somewhere where they actually had cables that ran under the ground. Right. Well, I have to wonder, you know, at what point will people say, okay, you know, we're going to have to bring in some more competition. Like, was that Roger's day of darkness enough to change people's <laughs> minds? What will they think? Because that's ultimately what kind of has to happen if you want anything to change. Will it light a fire for the CRTC to do things within four years, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> four years is lofty, Sarah. <laughs> You're yes. being very lofty with that four-year thing. Well, yeah, something has to give here. You know, people, people need better programs. I, I had a friend say, I sure wish I could go on Ryan Reynolds Mint. It's 40 bucks a month for unlimited data. I'm like, well, welcome to living in a country with 390 million people mm-hmm. where there's tons of competition. Tons. There, There's things down there I've never even heard of. There's networks, there's stuff that, you know, I, I just, I don't know, but the 40 bucks a month, Ryan Reynolds, we love you. And yeah. we wish you would bring Mint here to this country, Canada. He's Canadian. I, yeah, right. he is Canadian. <laughs> That's the funny part. He's like, he's our spokesperson. Bring your gin and bring your cellular service and bring it here to this country. Yeah. We we welcome that. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't want to brag. Are you winding me up again? Do we nope, have to go? You have, have four to- minutes, four minutes. I was just going to say that Ryan Reynolds follows me on Twitter and Instagram. I and there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, I could probably reach out to him and say, hey, I want to sign up for Mint. What do I have to do? Well, Jan, you need, you need to live in Montana. So come <laughs> on down. Well, and I think it's also just one of those things where even within Canada, certain provinces have cheaper plans than others. So you'll have friends who like lived in Saskatchewan and then they'll move to Ontario, but they try to keep their Saskatchewan phone number and plan because it's way cheaper than it is here. So even within the boundaries of Canada, I still think there are like there's room to improve. Because that's clearly not a competition thing. Like, why would it be cheaper in Saskatchewan than it is I don't want to become the enemy or anything here, but I'm paying $55 a month. So you might need to do some bookkeeping. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you get for that, Sarah? I am splitting 40 gigs a month with my boyfriend on that plan. With whom, may we ask? Uh, with Rogers. That's really good. 55. Well, I think you Ontarioans do... <laughs> Much better than we do here in the prairies. Maybe it's just because there's more more of you. There's more people there. Most of Canada is in Ontario. I'm surprised it hasn't broken off into the Atlantic just from sheer weight. <laughs> but here yeah. in the prairies, it really is ridiculous. And maybe it's worse. Um, I do roam like home because I travel so much. So I was just in Europe oh, a couple of months ago. And Rogers does pop up. And they're like, for 10 extra dollars a day, you can roam like home. And so I took it. Yeah. So for the 10, 14 days I was there, I paid 140 extra dollars, which I thought was reasonable. But this is where we get to. We're thinking that's reasonable mm-hmm. to be able to use or piggyback on some other uh, provider over there. Mm-hmm. But normally, I remember years ago coming back from Europe and having cell bills that were 1400 bucks. Oh, for sure. Like, what was that about? It was criminal. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, remember long distance phone calls, guys? Back in the day, when you got an echo, someone would say something and then they would say something again and you had to like time it out so that you weren't like doing vocal ping pong. Mm -hmm. Right. And those calls, I remember my my mom and dad timing it. My dad had a stopwatch (sighs) because we had an aunt over there. Um, in the UK and he would click this and I, I kid you not, you got four minutes. Say what you got to say. <laughs> like jail calls. I was about to party. say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I paid for all my brother's jail calls. I had to get him. I had to get him phone cards. Yeah. You know, my phone card's almost out. I'm like, okay. But yeah, they, the jail didn't pay for those at all. Not mm-hmm. only did they record your calls, but they made you pay for it. I used to get a lot of those at the radio station in Kingston. I was constantly answering calls from the the prison there. Wouldn't you have to be on some kind of a call list? I know my brother could only have like 10 phone numbers on his call list. And that was it. (laughs) I have no idea how it it worked. But yeah, I'd be like, what's going on? FM 96. And then they'd be like, you're pretty. Collect call from (laughs) (laughs) and delete. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh even in university with the long distance calling cards so when i first went to university i had these little cards that my my mom had bought for me and it was like yeah you know you you have 20 dollars on there better last the whole year good luck i remember that your mom and my dad would have really hit it off <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the jan arden podcast this is a potpourri of shows today we have not, we actually, we did touch on a topic that we're intending to touch on. So there you go, Beyonce. We'll be right back. Don't go away. 
Welcome back to the Jan Arden podcast and show. I've been working on a new jingle for us. I'm going to add some harmonies to that. Caitlin said that she would sing and also do an interpretive dance. (laughs) We'll try and post that as soon as possible. Okay. New topic for a new segment. And I'm glad to be talking about this because I have every intention on making my dog Poppy an influencer, a dog influencer. Because I'll tell you right now, people, there's some freaking money in this. No kidding. So I, I don't, how, how do you, how do you become a dog influencer? Like what, what do people do, Caitlin? What, what the hell, what, what are the steps? I think they just start, I mean, my guess is it would start by probably buying a bunch of followers to like legitimize your, the, like the overall appearance of your account and then have a very cute dog and then post with some regularity and then have one or two videos really, really take off. And then after that, you're just going to probably continue to generate followers. And the key is like having your dog always on the explore page. So I don't know how you do that, but I've randomly had a couple of photos that I don't know why the algorithm just plucked them out of the ether and decided to post them all over people's explore page. I want to be on the explore page. It doesn't make any sense, but you would need to do that for Poppy because all of a sudden, like I have not a crazy amount of followers and there would be, there was like a photo for my anniversary that I think had like over a hundred thousand views and I was really like, this doesn't make any sense and it was all from the explore page because if you look at the metrics it can break it down right so that's what you got to do you got to get poppy on the explore page i think you need to get into like outfits Think of the bully sticks he could sell kate <laughs> oh my god yeah people would <laughs> want to watch that maybe for the wrong reasons <laughs> the poppy art and bull penis get it for 9.95 <laughs> I don't know. I could write the jingle for it. Listen, contact us. We can do some work. Okay, so the three top dogs. Get your pens and pencils ready, people. Get them ready. Loki, the wolf dog. Manny, the Frenchie. I follow that one, actually. (laughs) Harlow, Indiana, Reese, Ezra, and May. Mm. They must be a pup family. I think they are. Okay, this is what they're making. 5,000 bucks a post or about $50,000 a year. So these dogs, oh my God, Loki the wolf dog has 2 million followers. Mm -hmm. He makes almost 400 grand a year. Yeah. Yeah. Why go to university? Why? (laughs) Stop right now. Go get yourself the cutest ass dog in the world (laughs) because your engineering is, it's, it's, it's a moot point. No, get out of it. Sarah, quit your job. You know that you've wanted to for a long time. Get a Shih Tzu. <laughs> Does Poppy have an Instagram or a TikTok? No, Mitty did, but my other little dog, and I just piggybacked him on her page. I'm not opening him a, a page. It's just not happening. I barely have time to service my legion of fans as it is. <laughs> if Poppy's um, making 400 grand, though, you can just hire someone to put that content out. Exactly. Can you imagine the poppy. I don't know what, I guess people, what are they? They must be selling dog food, dog clothes, dog collars, specialized leashes, probably yep. cooling scarves. I saw some dog on Instagram the other day that had something that looked really cool. I was just going to buy it for myself. It's a scarf that you get wet, you tie around your dog's neck and it totally keeps their temperatures down because it's over their carotid arteries. So all the blood is going in and out past this beautiful, cooling, very fashionable scarf, I might add. 
that comes in an array of colors and patterns and designs. <laughs> um, maybe Harlow, Indiana, Reese, Ezra, and May are selling those. I'm going to go look and see what these dogs are actually selling. Yeah. They sell a lot of dog stuff, like you say. But then sometimes they do things like with Airbnb or they do things with like a travel company where they go uh-huh. on a vacation and they're advertising that like, you know, we have pet-friendly homes or, or this cool new hotel chain has pet-friendly hotel rooms. And so they get initially free travel and discounts and then they start getting paid more per post. And so it really kind of depends. I mean, the key also is like engagement rate. That is an area that I feel like a lot of companies don't really understand. Still depends on, on, it depends on how many young people, frankly, you have working at your company. But a lot of people don't understand that like you can buy a lot of followers. So you'll see an account that has like 50,000 followers and then you go to their posts and it's a couple likes and then maybe three comments. And you're like, they're buying all those followers. It doesn't make any Uh-oh. sense. Caitlin knows. Caitlin knows. Yeah. Like the engagement rate is kind of the key. And a lot, but a lot of these accounts, like a lot of those dog accounts have really good engagement rates because everyone sends them around and they send them to their friends and they save them and they comment with little hearts and say how cute and all that stuff. So that's why they make so much money. I follow a little dog called Popeye the foodie. And it's <laughs> this little white Maltese dog that's just always got a fork and a knife in his hand and he's in cute little outfits eating stuff. Yeah. He's, he's at a proper brunch. Anyway, there, there really is some cute dog stuff. And I think we're living in a world where we're so inundated with really crap news and horrible, horrific things that are going on all the time that to have an algorithm that provides you with dog stories, I follow the Dodo, mm-hmm. um, which is such a fantastic things getting rescued, people stepping into their best selves, pouring water for 24 hours on a giant whale until the tide comes in to help him get back out to sea. Uh, people t- flipping turtles right side up, cutting netting off of them. Like those are the kinds of stories where I'm going, wow, people aren't all a-holes. And as I'm saying this to you, I'm staring at a, a turd that's over by my ottoman. And I'm thinking, Poppy would be such a great little guy for Airbnb because he <laughs> chose a spot on the floor that's hardwood. So that's not hard to pick up a turd. Um, and it's, it's actually a really good, hard consistency. There's nothing watery about it. So the bully sticks are not causing any kind of digestive failure. And, um, when we, when we hang up from this call (laughs) or whatever it is, I will go over and, and pick that up with, with a great amount of ease. May I say. Poppy could sell hardwood. (laughs) Poo repellent hardwood, hardwood (laughs) that, that repels pee and poo. You know what? Now we're on to something. I'm, I am going to get Poppy a page today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm just going to see. This is a challenge to ourselves because we're, you know, we're, we're a huge show here, Sarah. I don't know if you know that, but we have the best. We have two minutes left. We have the best listeners in the world. Yes. We, have, we have just a great group of people, and I think they get behind us. I think they are going to help us make Poppy an influencer. And I'll tell you right now, if Poppy starts making some money, it's all going to animal welfare. I ain't keeping it. Let's do this, people. Yeah. We'll call him Poppy <laughs> the Pooper. No, no, we have to think of something good for him. Well, I think people should tweet to the Jan Arden pod with their name suggestions for Poppy's hey. Instagram account. And then you yep. should set it aside and we should see how many followers we can get. Okay. Issue a challenge. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's the Poppy Poo challenge. Well, we'll take Poo out, but yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Poppy, the I don't know. If anyone can think of Pops, the wonder dog. Nope. It's not, it's not, not, not hitting it in the fields for me. Um, but listen, this has been a very interesting show today. I think we've learned some things. I will keep you posted on my mosquito bite between my toes. It's very, 
very horrible. I had sliders on. So my toes must have been apart long enough for a mosquito to get in there. I don't know why you're <laughs> laughing, Sarah. I like to spread my toes out when I'm in the sun. Okay. A lot of people do. It's not just me. You do you. <laughs> and uh, obviously it was enough time for a little skeeter to get in there and do his worst. But I'll keep you posted on that. Caitlin, you keep us posted on, you know, whatever it is that you're going to be doing for the Great. next, you know, <laughs> Adam, yep. as always, stay in constant contact. And Sarah, you may not want to come back after this. So we may have ruined our chances oh, with no. you. I hope not. <laughs> I'll consider. I'll consider. We'll talk. <laughs> She's going to do a background check on me now. You know what? I don't think Jan Arden's ever had a proper background check. I'm going to do that <laughs> now. Um, thanks for listening. As always, you can subscribe to us. You can listen to us on all your favorite platforms and also listen to us on terrestrial radio. We thank you, Caitlin Green, Sarah Burke, Adam Karsh. We are mighty and Poppy the Pooper. We <laughs> bid you fond farewell and we'll see you next time. Julie Dick. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.